to the Live Art Podcast Airtime. We should use this title more, Jazz. We, I keep forgetting that it's like called Airtime. Um, yes, Airtime. Airtime. Yeah, Airtime colon the Live Art Podcast. Um, as usual, I am Emma and this is Jazz. Hi, and, I'm Jazz. Yeah. And we have some guests on today's episode. Yay. Very excitingly. <laughs> Yay! Welcome. Hello. Our wonderful creative liaisons, Cassie and Daz. Hello. 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 <laughs> Glad to be here today. How have you guys been doing? What you been up to? Who are you, for those who may not know you? Uh, want me to start, Daz? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, so I'm Cassie. I'm doing all all right, thank you. Um, uh, what have I been doing? So uh, I've done some stuff at the Guild uh, with live art. Um, I was in Sandbox with uh, Emma whoop, whoop. and uh, I've done some stuff outside the Guild as well. Uh, right now I'm working on a, on a Guild production with three bugs that is called Bright World. It's pretty exciting. Uh, we're, do- we're doing it over Zoom, so it's uh, quite stressful, but we're getting there. <laughs> and- so, uh, that's kind of it at the minute, really. Assessments are done and I'm um, just Yay. chilling. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun. Yeah, and I am Daz, um, the other creative liaison. I love weird and wonderful theatre, um, especially directing it and plucking it from the depths of my mind. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I've done a few bits in the Guild and now I'm doing more community arts projecty things, um, digital storytelling, all that stuff, which is really fun online because the arts can survive online, everyone, <laughs> is what I've discovered. Um, <laughs> and currently I'm trying to find a TV show to get into because I've ran out of all good content. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I haven't watched that place in a while, so I, I couldn't really tell you what what to watch. I've I've been told Bridgerton is bad way, so I don't know. Oh, I mean, it's yeah. pretty, like it's visually nice. Yeah, but apparently the yeah. plot is not that. I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's what my housemates told me yesterday. So don't quote me on that. I haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, welcome. Uh, We hope you enjoy your stay. (laughs) So, (laughs) this is going to be the title of today's show is called Making Art, Breaking Hearts. We're going to be touching on a variety of things for creatives uh, to be resilient and all of that when going into the creative battlefield, which was a a topic that I sort of, a phrase that I sort of coined. Yeah, that was a very cool phrase. Yeah, the creative battlefield (laughs) your art. We love to see it. So I guess the first thing is audition rejection. Auditions that are pretty immense and scary and very intense. How do you guys cope with, well, rejections, but also prefer preparing, preparing? <laughs> there we um, go. <laughs> I can, I can None get of us can speak I'm not today. Dead. So, how do you guys prepare and also handle audition rejection? Um. Well, uh, at first, not really well. <laughs> if I'm completely honest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. I 
that's cool yeah you know like the first i'd say year or so you just um i mean you you can't help but take it personally really um but uh, what i yeah. did as like a coping mechanism which is the worst coping mechanism either uh ever sorry is to basically not work as hard monologues on my audition process and then I could have because I was like oh yeah if I got rejected it's because you know I didn't work hard enough on it and I had like a reason kind of uh, so that was how I coped mm. first and then I realized that I was just shooting myself in the foot really so um I I don't know. Uh, I it just it's kind of <laughs> um, it's kind of like a thing that everybody tells you. It's just uh, you've got to remember that if they reject, it's not truly really for you. It's just because you you were not what they were, were looking for. Um, and I'd say the way I found like um, a better way to like um, kind of cope uh, with like uh, rejections, etc., was to make very strong choices in my like character character choices because then I knew that if they didn't choose me for the character they created from the material it's because it just wasn't the character they were looking for but at least I made strong choices and I enjoyed playing that character so that's kind of how I, I, mm. I started like envisioning it and like from now just feel way better going into auditions because I make like quite strong choices. I'm very happy with the character. I get to like really enjoy the audition process. And, and if I get rejected, then, you know, so be it. At least I've created like a, like a complete character and I'm, I'm happy with it. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of mm, Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like I used to also not cope very well. Um, but I haven't done that much acting, probably because of that law. Um, <laughs> but I think that then being on the other side of it, um, like directing and being there, making yeah. the decisions, I think you realise that actually, like Cassie said, it's not, most of the time the decision is not based on how good the, the actor was. It's literally like the style that you're looking for, for the character. Yeah. And so I think almost having that then makes me more confident going into auditions as Cassie was saying like just making a strong choice committing to it and then if that is what they're looking for then you've like done the best job at it and if it's not then oh well <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's just you have to remember it's not like how good you actually are yeah. but being on the other side people being on the other side yeah. of that definitely yeah people being there like mm when when directors say oh it's such a close choice or whatever like we can like genuinely that's how you feel like i don't know whether you've mm. had similar experiences but casting shows and everyone's just so good it's yeah. just trying to find you know and it would literally work you either way project. like the show oh yeah uh, the last yeah, round yeah. of additions, I feel like after callbacks and everything and you're like they're all so good and then you realize that you have to choices mm -hmm. not because of their talent uh or what they brought to the character but more uh, like with the symbiosis like with the the characters with each other or the actors with each other and it's kind of like because i chose this character uh, this uh, this actor you also choose uh, this actor because they just work so well together and then you realize that you have to like yeah. reject some people just because they didn't have that connection with like another person which is a uh, kind of heartbreaking really because they were so talented so yeah connection's not really like anyone's fault as I... well like it's not it's like not a personal thing it's just like do you vibe with this person and it's okay if you don't and it's okay if you do you know yeah yeah exactly and i think yeah like going on from what you were saying one of the best things for me when i'm doing auditions is 
was I proud of what I did? Because it doesn't really matter if, you know, I mean, it does for getting the role, but if you're not proud of what you did, you know, that's the main thing. And getting feedback as well and critically sort of reflecting on, you know, what worked and what didn't and mm. what really sort of clicked with you, I think is super important. I would say maybe even more than hard work. I mean, it's kind of like an equal thing, but I like I will I will always prefer someone genuinely enjoying what they're doing and just seeing that they're happy to be there mm. and to show mm. us what they're they've been working on than someone who um who doesn't seem to be enjoying it uh so there's also like this enjoyment that's something that as a director I've realized that I look forward to see because then I'm like oh I think working with that person uh would be truly amazing the process and because it takes so long to work on a show you know you need to actually enjoy the people you're working with I mean it's easier at least if you do so um so that's that's definitely something I've been like looking for and something that now in auditions I try to bring into the room even though like I'm stressed like I'm so really 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 stressed uh, before going into an audition room but uh, at least if I you know I, I, I show a smile and I'm like yes I'm happy to be here uh, I, I find I find that the, the process is uh, is usually more success- successful so yeah how do you guys manage like audition stress because I know bef- like the night before I'm reading over the extracts or whatever and marking things through and then you know as you're waiting because I mean in normal times you'd wait outside the room in the guild and just like see everybody else there how do you guys have any tactics or stuff for managing stress sort of night before day of auditions I think I mean I'm like the biggest planner ever so I will like overdo <laughs> everything to the max um and i think sometimes getting to a point where you're like okay like i've literally done the prep i need to do something else now helps for me so just doing literally anything else like some kind of activity that isn't looking at a script running lines yeah just doing something different because it helps to come back to it a little bit more fresh than just having sat there and ran it over and over and over again um, yeah. I think because you do you can like overdo it and mm. I would say that's my main thing is to just like take a breath do something else and then come to it with a fresh mind is always good yeah um I don't have many tips because I'm horrible at it I have very bad uh, <laughs> stress before going to an room um but recently I've realized because uh, I've been tapes uh, uh, for like drama schools and stuff uh, in France so I've also started acting in French uh, which is something I hadn't done in a while and I realized that especially in France in, in schools they're, they're looking uh, for um, for people who who really understand the text and they spend like a lot of time just uh, seeing if you really do understand the meaning behind the lines etc I don't know if it's the same mm. in England but basically mm. they put a lot of pressure on uh, you saying the text right and having the right intentions etc and I realized that I tend to overwork as well so what I do the day off usually is um, that's not related but physical activity just helps uh, kind mm. of like doing something else and to like release endorphins uh and also um i say my lines completely wrong 
as in like I have fun with it I just like kind of do it in an operatic voice and then I'll just like shout them <laughs> and then I'll just whisper them etc I'll just do the complete just to like release the stress and that's something I do like along the process but especially on the like the day off because I just want to have fun with it and and then yeah. because you've worked on your intentions so much you know them by heart so um so yeah and then uh, go into the room and have the right intentions but usually have more fun with it because I haven't done mm. I haven't done it uh, the day off with the right intentions etc but that doesn't work with everybody so it's uh, it really works when you've worked the text for so long and you know you know it by heart and you could kind of do it uh, while like juggling and then taking a shower at the same time and baking a cake you know so, um, <laughs> yeah I think for me as well like I get this, this in this space in my head where I'm like oh the people who are you know, running the audition are these like godly beings that are sitting mm. there staring mm. at me. And, and I think it helps to just be like, actually, you know, they probably just made a cup of tea. Like they're just going about their day. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Because you can be there like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm about sure. to stand in front of some like, and then actually, no, you're just going to say some words in front of some random people. Yeah. Like it helps to kind of, realize that they're just people sitting there like it's not that deep to them so <laughs> true, true yeah i mean they're also wanting you to do their like your mm. best right because mm. they're wanting to create a cast and they're wanting to create a show and they don't want to spend too much time sitting in a room or like watching your tapes or whatever because they've got other things to do so mm. you know they want you to do well and they want you to be exactly what they're looking for Right. So it's all positive vibes coming from behind the table towards you. And I think that's something that often gets lost because, you know, you're going in mm. and you're like, oh, I don't know whether I'm good enough. I don't know whether I'm going to, you know, do this well. But everyone wants yeah. you to do your best. To be honest, uh, I, I mean, I might be wrong there, but it's also with um, in, in media, etc. The audition room is just uh, it's kind of like dramatized as this like, you know, this mm. room where, where people mm. just look at you and say no. And then you, you have to <laughs> get out the door. And I, it's just not that genuinely. And I know the first year I started auditioning, uh, like audition for drama school for the first time. I didn't know what I was doing at all but just seeing that you know people actually want you to do well and then and they want you to 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 try things out etc and then auditioning for the guilds uh with like younger people you just realize that uh, they're just not these like very strict figures that, that will just uh, take a look at you and and based on your physique physique sorry will just uh, tell you to to fuck off so um <laughs> so yeah uh, I think I think it's just been really dramatizing in in media as this uh, this yeah. uh, ultimate moment for an actor and I, I think that's that's kind of a that's kind of, yeah it's a counterproductive really think about it the yeah. the audition process it's just you you get there of like a, an hour in advance you spend like five ten minutes in the room and then you you go about your day and there's so much more to it there, there are you know hours and hours of, of preparing and then uh, waiting for an answer etc so um so yeah, it's just uh, it's not like uh, this um, this very dramatic uh, moment as as it's presented uh, in in movies or TV shows. I think. So, yeah. yeah, but you do have like a large emotional input, especially if it's a role that you're like super into or a project <clears throat> that you're super into. So I think I don't know. There's you've got to cut a balance between being massively involved, you know, safely emotionally massively involved, <clears throat> um, and you know treating it for what it is which is just you rocking up a room 
rocking up to a room sorry rocking an entire room <laughs> unless, like unless you do really well air guitar <laughs> yeah. well it might do if it goes really well um you know and like showing what you can do and then getting about your day which is sort of what it is right there's a there's a fine mm. balance i think with you know auditioning and, and looking after your welfare whilst going through an audition process that is really hard to cut and nobody ever nobody really tells you how to and i don't think anybody really knows properly how to cut the balance correctly yeah definitely mm. yeah yeah and as a writer as well and someone who writes things that's something that i try to incorporate in the things that i write as well like making characters accessible for actors to you know approach and it's it is difficult um and doing characterization work and things is so important for when i'm acting you know breaking down the intentions of lines and all all of the given circumstances and stanislavski stuff that's <laughs> that's out there you know we we love a, a drama student but at the same time it is very important to you know understand who this character is that you're that you're being because you are trying to truthfully portray this other person that isn't you and getting that truth in you know what you do is so important for a director to see and that is what acting is at the end of the day you know it's it's being this other person and trying to represent what's on on the page truthfully in person so yes that's what i would say to to you out there dear listener (laughs) (laughs) so once you've kind of got like a project through and you pass the audition stage and you've either you know you've you're a director or you're a you know production team member and you've got your cast together or you're part of a cast and you you know you've got the role how is it you know how do you manage sort of giving criticism within that space because obviously you want to try and build like or giving and receiving criticism basically because you know you want to try and build like a team environment because you're working together to make something but there needs to be like you want to make the best thing right so how do you guys go about giving and receiving like criticism in that sort of space and doing it in like a nice polite way but also a professional way Ooh. <laughs> uh, that's actually a very good question because it's something I'm still trying to figure out if I'm honest um, yeah. like on, the di- in a directing, on the directing point of view um, I would say it's like a, a method I'm still trying to, to balance out because I, when I started uh, like kind of like directing uh, I was quite young it was like during you know youth theatre groups and then we were allowed to just yeah. direct each other and I was so harsh worst kid ever I just uh, I was just busting people around and and I I, you know it just took a while for me to realize that I just needed to treat people with with respect even within the theater um so um yeah and then when you when you grow up and you realize that you actually you know you need to pay people respect um uh yeah I realized I just needed to be much more chill about the project and just uh you know if I I I thought something would look better on stage. I just needed to say it in a polite way. So I think it's truly a sense of, um, it's the same balance that you have in real life. Uh, you just um, pay mm. people respect. You you yeah. are polite and just express your ideas. And, and I think just um, 
having that very collaborative uh, project and then and just uh, telling your actors that they have that their voice is as much impact mm. as yours within Definitely. the project to to try and just this like um, disassemble this uh, th- uh, director figure um, I think is, mm. is great because uh, a director is not above anyone else I think that's bullshit so it's yeah it's um, the, your actors will have as much input as, as you as a director in the project and they should be heard and listened to as much as anyone else um, so so yeah, I think um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that really answered the question, but it's, it's it was definitely a hard thing to balance at first for me, and yeah. I'm still trying to mm-hmm. figure that yeah. out. Um, and it's also letting your actors know. I think that's also why it's important to have people that are outside of the project that can just listen to to the actors or any of the pro team members uh, and that are not uh, involved within the project, just uh, in terms of well-being and then mental health-wise. So yeah. your actors know that they can just go to these people uh, if they have uh, an issue, if they're stressed, if uh, if the director is just being um, an absolute uh, moron or, you know, things like that. <laughs> Mm. know that they have a way out if if something goes wrong i think is important um it's all about trust really as well so yeah 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 Mm. yeah yeah i feel like it's a weird one for me because i do more devising stuff which sometimes feels a little bit less directory because it's got more of a collaborative vibe i don't actually think it is Mm. less directory it's just kind of different and i think my way of giving criticism generally is more about sort of pointing out a problem to solve rather than being like do this instead so it's like oh this bit isn't Mm -hmm. working what like can we try what should we do like and trying to get the actors to help solve it and I think it's that thing that we've all been saying like of respect and I would also want them to say that to me as well like hey Daz this bit just feels completely blah like can we try something else and then we do I think it's that Mm -hmm. thing of just always giving it a go whether it's someone an actor suggesting something to you or you to them like as long as everyone gives it a go and then you can see whether it actually works (laughs) um but yeah Yeah. it's it's hard especially I think with devising to find the balance of giving criticism but also being like let's make a piece together um Mm. yeah. yeah But I think it's just being able to take criticism as well, like even as a director. Yeah. If if people are just like, no, that idea is rubbish, you have to be like, yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> yeah. Let's do something else. Because <laughs> sometimes you do suggest something and it is yeah. just terrible, and you watch it's it and you're so like, bad. every everyone knows that this is bad. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And going on from that, I think it's really important for directors to be approachable you know and have a conversation with the actors and that's when I direct that's how I try and approach it that there isn't any absolute rights and wrongs it's a piece that you're creating together yes there is Mm -hmm. this vision from this person but it's a collaborative effort and if an actor has you know a really good idea for a scene or a segment or whatever if they're too scared or too you know they don't feel that they can share that opinion then that's going to be lost forever and you're not going to get that in the piece 
So mm. it's really important to just respect people. It's coming back to that respect as well and yeah. value everyone's opinion, no matter you know who they are, where they sort of rank in the in the list of people you know in the yeah. in the program. Some people can definitely give their criticism without you know irrespectful tact, and you've just got to learn that. Or you just gotta, you know, not take it to heart because if you foreground in mm. that sort of atmosphere of mutual respect and collaboration, then it should be easy to just be like to acknowledge where you're wrong and acknowledge your mistakes. But sometimes it can be really hard because, especially if it's like a passion project or it's something you've yeah. worked like a lot on, it can be super hard to be like, "Oh yeah, that is actually kind of bad," rather than being like, "This is the artistic pinnacle of the century," you know. <laughs> And I think just kind of taking everything with a bit of a little bit of sugar, even if some people are kind of, you know, that's uh, really bad. But there are. Yeah, I think a lot of people can can, you know, sometimes are just not the most tactful with it. And that's OK. You know, it's it's when you have like strong emotions, because like theatre is, is an area with like tons of strong emotions and emotions run very high. Definitely. It's just, you know, good to take a step back, like leave the room for a bit, breathe for a bit and be like, OK, listen, this is just a show like this isn't the be all mm. and end all. You know, it's it's a high it's a emotions are running quite high. I've just got to take a second and be like, OK, come back in with this calm attitude because you can just let things get away with you. And that's OK to let them get to you. Right. But you've got to put them in perspective, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think as well in terms of taking direction i'm really bad at it um and since mm -hmm. directing things i've seen people be really good at it and so i would say <laughs> that when taking direction like pause because what i used to do is i would like finish the scene whatever it is then i'd get my yeah. direction then i'd do it again and i'd focus on the one thing that the director just said i did wrong yeah and then do none of the things right that I'd done the previous time. And you know, and you start like forgetting your lines because you're thinking like, oh, I need to do this instead and whatever. But I've noticed like actors who take the direction and then just like have a minute, think it all through and then go do a much better mm. job than I used to do yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually good advice, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think it's just like a case of um, like creating in the first, let's say, like two, three rehearsals uh, to maybe like have some practical, um, like, I mean, collaborative time uh, where everyone can speak together. I mean, of course, that should happen uh, during the entire project. But I, but I mean, um, I don't know, maybe lay out some some papers where you can all collaborate on like post-its or, or actual, uh, you know, just have an actual time where you just collaboratively just speak together or like write together just to like figure out everybody's boundaries at the beginning of the process. I think that's quite important. And then you can like, kind of build a, a, a trust uh, within like with everybody and it's also a good t uh, a good thing to kind of uh, discover um your your the, the partners you're going to to act with and and just interact with so um yeah it's just uh i think it's good to have those times especially at the beginning of the process to to figure out uh, everything so yeah amazing um well i guess the next place to go is how to deal with audience reactions and things yeah. and 
any reviews, feedback, and how to incorporate that in sort of the production run of a piece once you've finally put it together and you're actually showing it to the to the public. Um because that can be yeah, hard. Definitely. I think the best um teacher for that is comedy. As in uh starting uh, like doing a, a a comedy like a a play that is uh, a comical. Uh, thank you Cassie for the definition. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but... Theater terms with Cassie. <laughs> that should be a jingle then. Um but yeah. Oh, there we go. Um We'll have a segment each week. <laughs> yeah. But uh, when you realize that each night uh, when you when you you act in a comedy, each night is going to be different, and you're not going to have laughs uh, or laughter at one point, and you're going to have laughs where nobody laughed before. Yeah. And you realize how mm-hmm. unreliable your really i mean it's it's a beautiful relationship with the audience that's what we do theater for it's to be with an audience it's to, to, to just uh, act yeah. with them it's a it's a sharing relationship but it's also extremely unreliable and the audience you know they're, they're people of their own and they do whatever they want and they react if they want to um and when you do comedy and you just kind of flop and you realize oh that wasn't funny or people didn't laugh you just realize that mm. you will get different reactions each night even if you do it the exact same way. Uh, so I would say that's the best teacher in terms of uh, taking rejection from an audience. Um, um, yeah. Recover from it. Um, you work harder. <laughs> I don't know. That's the that's a word. that's a bad advice. Uh, you just, I think it's, um, I mean, it's just like, you know, in any normal relationship, uh, I, would, I would say, um, I mean, except uh, your one person in front of like an audience of, uh, I don't know, maybe hundreds of people. Uh, but it's a, it's just like a relationship. You, mm-hmm. you're, the mm-hmm. other person has a mind of their own and they're not going to react the way you believe they will in your head because they're just a human being with their emotions, their lives, etc. And uh, and you just have mm-hmm. to, I guess, get on with it and hopefully it won't impact your work as much and just have to deliver a show. And uh, and then you, you'll, you'll reflect on it later, I guess. Yeah. I think with, like, obviously with comedy, it's almost a bit easier yeah. because your audience will kind of tell you how they're responding to it without you actually having yeah, to ask them. Yeah, yeah. But I think when you're doing something else, it's, I think about asking the right questions of the audience sometimes. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I think I, last year, was it last year? God no, time is. <laughs> yeah, time is <laughs> time. Whenever time is yeah. a construct. Um, in the, <laughs> yeah. at, at some point in the past, I made a show that was really weird for live art and it was it didn't have much speaking and there was a lot of just weird movement stuff going on and that was one where I was like okay like who knows how anyone's gonna receive this and so we did our little pre-audience performance to the committee members and all that to try and get like an idea and I think you have to kind of focus on what your aim was for them to for the audience to take away from it and then asking them sort of what they got from it without being like what did you think it meant like how like how did you feel and if that's right then it doesn't really matter if they i think if someone you know just didn't like the movement then fine like you can't make something that everyone's gonna like 
um so I think just the yeah. thing of like how did it you know how did it make you feel what that kind of thing um but also I think mm-hmm. if it's an ethical criticism then you should just take it oh, on yeah. board <laughs> because yeah. Yeah. yeah like if you're making something controversial and someone who knows more about it or doesn't even has a has a point to make that you maybe did something wrong then obviously you should look into that but if it's more on your artistic choices I think you can decide how much of it you want to take on board because you literally yeah. can't please everyone so yeah yeah mm. I would say also if your show involves audience interaction, uh, I think that's also the hardest because mm. you don't know if 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 you know if the audience just does not react and does not engage, uh, it's it kind of throws everything out the window. Um, so I mean Emma, uh, you know when we did Sandbox, uh, there was a part of a, yes. like an audience interaction, <laughs> uh, and it was it was one of our I think biggest uh, concerns was that no one would interact with us and with my character in particular and I know that I didn't want to look at myself in because I I wore wore a a terrifying costume and I know it was terrifying and I needed to get like an audience member on board with me Mm -hmm. uh, although I looked like a freaking monster and And, and you know, uh, I remember our director Sam being like, um, you know, maybe you could try and do that and do that to look a bit less terrifying and more like a, a, a like a cute baby. It didn't work because the mask was still uh, a very. <laughs> Gosh, um, yeah, so like during during time. the whole pro- like during the whole process, I, I myself in the mirror to look at uh, like recordings and stuff because I knew that if I looked at myself with the mask on I would ultimately get the idea of what like the, the I mean get the image of, of, of like a very terrifying character and in my head I was a very cute baby yeah. uh, kind of yeah. um, so um, I think it's also a thing of uh, you've got to mm-hmm. trust uh, the audience and you've got to believe in yourself and in your character and ultimately each time it worked we had audience interaction and then people weren't too too afraid to actually interact uh, and, and 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 work with us but we also prepared for what if they just they just don't come on stage they just refuse to come on stage uh, so i would say it's also um preparing for alternatives preparing for the worst and and just if it doesn't work just you know get on with it and and, and try something else and try a new a new tactic uh, but it's also a, a case of uh, a, a trust t- trust the process and trust your work as well uh, and and hopefully because you believe there will be an audience interaction and then your sev- several of you believe that within the project uh, ultimately there will be an mm-hmm. audience interaction mm-hmm. and people who come to your yeah, show definitely. where there is audience interaction yeah, will exactly. also want to interact with you most of them so uh, yeah <laughs> I think I think it's about like self-belief as well I mean even if, if you're on like the production team or if you're in the cast or whatever and somebody's like oh that was really great like I really enjoyed like that can be you know you can take that at a face value or you can you know read the subtext into it but if you've got like a belief in the project as Daz was saying you know you're not going to please everyone sometimes things are not going to work but that kind of belief in the project and like yeah you know if I'm happy with what I'm doing then that's enough you know and if if you know if it hits other people in the same way it's hit you then that's great but if it doesn't then that's also good so it's just kind of resilience and belief in yourself and what you're creating I think is the most important thing 
mean, and, and Daz talks about uh, asking the audience the, the right questions. And I think that's right um, one of the most yeah. val valuable things is that instead of, uh, I mean, of course, we always want to know if we did well or not. But um, instead of asking, oh, did you enjoy it? Did you like it? Ask specific questions about, you know, maybe the politics of the performance, of the message you wanted uh, to mm -hmm. come across, etc. Mm -hmm. Ask uh, what they th thought about it, what questions did it raise? And these conversations will have much more impact on what you will create in the future and on the piece itself, uh, because then you will have a new look on your work. And ultimately, that's what you want. You know, you want to keep creating. I mean, yeah. hopefully, if you're creative, that's what you want to do. You want to keep creating and keep uh, thinking and creating new things on stage, uh, so I, I, I believe that it's uh, it's it's much asking. Did you enjoy it? Of course, you want to have positive feedback on your work, but you also want to keep moving and keep uh, creating. So the most valuable questions are are just you ask the audience, you know, what they they thought about it, into, like what what message came across, etc. And 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 if they have any questions, I think uh, these are the most valuable conversations I've mm. show. I think. Uh, yeah it's, i think it's also just even more fun to ask those questions oh, like you yeah. just get more interesting yeah. answers like someone will say say you're trying to make a piece about something and someone in the audience is like oh i thought it was about this you're like oh cool like that is not what we were going for but most you know as long as most people get you get your point across to most people there's always going to be people who just get something completely different from it yeah. and that's yeah. like so fun to hear about where you're like oh my god i didn't even see that mm. but yeah cool exactly because you know when you're creating stuff it's never a static thing even once you're you know performing a piece because it yeah it changes from night to night but it also mm. develops from the first show to the last and you know taking audience feedback and all of that is is good but i think it's also about like you're saying reflecting on if that is helpful to you as a director as a creative yeah. and also being able to criticize your own work because nothing is ever perfect and there's always you know some tweaks in some way that you can do and finding them and having a play with them even during you know a run of a show in rehearsals from show to show it's it just keeps the piece fresh and that I think is mm. one of the most important things that you yeah. can do like once a show is actually happening and there's some stuff that you just can't predict as well like you think a mm. moment's going to be really big and then you have the audience there and it isn't or something like yeah there's a different <laughs> kind of energy and it's worth like responding to that as you go along if you can or just yeah. anticipating that that everything's probably not gonna sit exactly in the way that you thought it would, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, something that you can kind of respond to as you go along, if you have the opportunity to. I think play is a really key word as well, because I know we've we've used it a lot. It's not kind of fixing or changing or whatever. It's just a really like playful and, and nice thing because, you know, obviously, yeah, things things are going to be bad and your audience is going to react like differently to how you expect them or whatever but you are allowed to take pride in the good stuff right mm. that's that mm. you know nothing is ever going to be perfect but there are going to be things that are great for this particular piece and like you're allowed to as much as you know you can't please everyone and 
you can tweak and tweak and tweak to within an inch of within an inch of its life. You know, playing with the production is a far more productive. I mean, at least to me, is a far more productive mindset to have when going into it because it means that you know it, it's creative and it's you know i'm trying to find the best way to describe it but do you get yeah. what i mean right yeah. it's not like a this was awful let's shut it down and change it right it's a yeah it's, it's a, a this would be way of thinking yeah yeah um i think it's also a case of uh i mean i know it's going to sound a bit cheesy but um uh, maybe not look for perfection. Mm. I know that uh, it's mm. it's a term mm-hmm. that has been used, and sure. uh, it's it's like it's very hard because we've been raised that way. In, I mean, in the education system and, and everywhere really. And I let I have the the hardest time trying to not go down to the tiniest of details within a production. This has to be on time, like perfectly on beat, etc. And this has to be completely perfect. And that's something I. I try and call myself uh, out on uh, because I do that all the time but it's also a thing of uh, trying to remember your goals your your goal rarely is to create a perfect piece of work usually your, your goal I mean for me it's more to to raise questions and to yeah to question the audience usually is like my end goal um, but um, yeah you, you have to kind of set your goals and I don't think perfection necessarily has to be one of it you want to create a good piece a piece of work because you want to, your 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 um your message to come across and, and and you want it to to look good and to be entertaining and, and i mean to you know for an audience to, to just interact with it but also perfection doesn't have to be the role uh, it can still mm. be a work of, pro- of in, pro- in in progress but still be so good um mm. and yeah the best piece like I've seen were still in the process of being made you know uh, they weren't stone yeah. and uh, and I, I like it's within the industry it's quite hard in terms of you've got like a commercial usually we make the difference between commercial theatre and then fringe theatre uh, and, and right. but I, I, I tend to, to really appreciate fringe theatre more for that thing for the fact that sometimes it's just a work in progress and you can see that but you can still enjoy it and they're waiting for audience participation they're waiting for you to to tell them oh that was you know that was interesting it made me think of this this and that and you get more of these interactions with the work that is not made to be perfect i feel so yeah that's such a good point i feel like it just comes back to that whole thing of just being open-minded and also yeah just not aiming for perfection i mean like I just had this hilarious memory, Cassie, that you just reminded me of, of when we were doing a drift and there were these white marshmallows and one day they accidentally took the pink ones on that were like the trial run marshmallows. And I was sitting there at the tech desk like, oh, no, like there's meant to be the white ones. Like everything's got to be white, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, just go back to what the goal of the piece is. Does anyone care that the marshmallows are pink? Mm. No. (laughs) Like, like, I think it's, yeah, what you said about just going back to the goal, I think is always useful. Facing criticism from anyone, but also from yourself. Like, what were you trying to achieve in the first place? And sure, that will change and evolve, but that should be what you focus on rather than like everything's got to happen at this time in this way. And yeah, because it just, half the time it won't happen and it'll actually be better for it anyway. Definitely. definitely. And it comes down to the whole thing of theatre being a human experience. Like it's so much more human than, you know, TV and film. 
it's so unfiltered and we as people aren't perfect and the human experience isn't perfect and it's just rolling with that you know it's yeah it's so much more endearing and it's why seeing live theater how much i miss it um why it is so magical and i think <laughs> actually having those moments mm -hmm. of imperfection are better in some cases than when things go according to plan yeah you know and rolling with that as an actor as a creative is you know it's just part of the artistic process and that's so important to consider when you're actually creating and refining work well said <laughs> thank you <Yeah. laughs> fantastic well we could go on and on and on having these conversations for literally forever um do you guys have any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode uh not really no i think it was quite complete <laughs> yeah no yeah yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know um yeah i think um maybe going on what jazz just said just can't wait to see live theater like back on and just you know create mm. stuff with actual people in in a room is what i miss the most so in the meantime we, we you know we we have many projects going on but uh but yeah can't wait for that to to come back yeah. lovely well thank you so much for joining us today uh, on airtime, the actual Yay. title of the podcast. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I guess I, 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 neither of us, none of us really know how to wrap this up really nice and succinctly. No, exactly. It was, it was the same last episode. We were it just was like, the same well, last episode. I, we were like, I guess well, it's the uh, end goodbye. Um, next episode is about. Um, making like getting on with casts and getting on with production team which is going to be a very very exciting um conversation to have um uh, so we will see you there have a safe morning afternoon or evening whenever you're listening to this uh stay happy and well and we will see you in the next episode of airtime that's about it <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> that's about it see ya <laughs>